Hey friends, Ashton here. Welcome back to another episode of Good, True, and Beautiful. Hope you're doing well this summer. Hope you're finding yourself in the flow, in rhythm, enjoying the good things that life offers us. We are in some sessions, sessions, a season, I don't know what we're calling this, um, but this summer I wanted to do things called summer riffs, and if you've joined us the last couple weeks, you're you're on board with this, but if you haven't been here in a while, uh, we're just taking some quick ideas and throwing some stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks. I've kind of liked this. It's kind of been fun. It's like a it's like a verbal processing blog entry via podcast medium. I don't know. I guess that's what we're doing here. So anyway, thank you for coming back. Hope you're doing well. Wherever this finds you, maybe you're on the beach, maybe you're in the mountains, maybe you're on a walk. Wherever you are, I hope all is well. Today, today, my friends, I wanted to talk about deep peace and wide joy. Deep peace and wide joy. I mean, that sounds pretty good, right? I mean, if I... <laughs> this popped into my head yesterday, uh, and, and I thought, if, if my life had a book title... Uh, or, or even maybe even my week or my days or my hours, my moment. If if my moments had a book title, uh, the moments that followed me in life, uh, I would be down with a book title called "Deep Peace and Wide Joy." And so I just kind of wanted to riff on that idea for a bit because I I, I do think that uh, we need to talk about the depth of peace in our lives. A lot of us, myself included, my peace is quite shallow at times. But there is a way to have a depth <clears throat> cultivated in our lives for peace. And then wide joy. Why, why, I even, even the word wide, it, it's, like, it's like a smile word. You know how your smile just goes horizontal wide? It's like wide joy. You can't say wide joy without having either an internal or a physical smile within you. And so let's just chat through maybe what life feels like. Because for some of us, maybe we've lost it. Maybe we've lost that love and feeling a little bit. Lost the zest of life. The electricity is gone. We are not in the flow. Things feel like force. What if deep peace and wide joy were the ingredients, the recipe, the formula, the concepts, the ideas, the beautiful things that we need to get back into our lives so that we can find that flow and that love and feeling. Deep peace. When I think of deep peace, I think, uh, I, I think of a centered life. Uh, I think of a grounded life. I think of a rested life. And I think of a renewed life. So that sounds pretty good, right? When we're talking about peace, we're talking about a center, which means, which means the winds don't move you as much. You're able, you're able to take the, 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 the strife that comes at you at life, because it's coming, right? It's coming the second we hang up here, the email, the text, the phone call, the challenge. It's going to be there multiple times today. But there's a centered to you. 
Uh, there's a groundedness, right? You're, you're, it, it, again, that's, that's another word of immovability, if that's a word. Um, and then, and then like rested and renewed that peace, when, 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 when peace can be cultivated within, you can arrive in your days, uh, with some new energy, a renewal, uh, a little sparkle in your eye, if you will, um, because of that peace that's giving you that energy to move into the day. So when, when, I, when I think of peace, those are just four words that I think of that I wrote down this morning, centered, grounded, rested, and renewed. And the truth is, peace, I think I've heard this said before, peace is not the absence of conflict, but it's more a presence of, of harmony that, uh, you, you remember the, the, this podcast used to be called Let the Music Play, and it was a little too Enneagram 4 for people, a little too metaphorical. They're like, what are you talking, do, do you talk about music? Do you talk about, uh, uh, what do you do, talk about CDs, uh, <laughs> records, your favorite bands? Um, do, no, we, we talk about music in a metaphorical sense. The uh, music is what happens when a bunch of random things, a bunch of random lovely things come together and make something interesting and beautiful in the world. That, like, how do you define music? It's like, well, you get this horn and you get a bass and you get a singer and you get a drum and you get some this and that, a little harmonica and some strings, and then you got this thing called music, as it is with our life. You get some relationship. You get some interest. You get some hobbies. You get some passion. You get some patience. You get some discipline. You get some letting go of unrealistic expectations. And all of the sudden, the music starts to happen. The music is what happens when a bunch of lovely things become one big, great, lovely thing. And that's a peaceful life. It's not the absence of conflict, it's presence of harmony. I don't know who says that, who said that, but whoever it is, thank you for saying that. And then peace is also, Wayne, uh, who said this? Yeah, Wayne Dyer. He said this, peace is the result of retraining your mind to process life as it is, rather than as you think it should be. That's good, right? Taking it as it is. I'm centered, I'm grounded, I'm rested, I'm renewed. I know I don't live in the symmetrical world that I want. I know I don't live in the uh, perfect world that I want. But you know what? I got some peace. And so when I think about deep peace, and let's get into the meat and potatoes of this. When I think about deep peace, I think we have to think like farmers. And what do I mean by that? Well, first off, lucky farmer is an oxymoron. Lucky farmer is an oxymoron. There's never been a farmer that looks out at the field of his life and says, cotton appear, wheat appear, sorghum appear, sorghum, rice appear, corn appear. No, no one, you just don't look at the field and those things happen. You cultivate something. You plant something. Put another way, Everything that I am experiencing today 
is a byproduct of my yesterdays. And everything that I will experience tomorrow is a byproduct of my today. So if I want to have a little bit of peace going into my tomorrows, and if I want to sleep well tonight, if I want to be able to go to bed with a I'm glad I did versus I wish I had psyche, I'm going to have to cultivate in my life that which I want to harvest because whatever I'm harvesting today, I planted yesterday. Whatever I want to harvest tomorrow, I must plant today. We got to think like a farmer. Peace does not just show up in your life. It comes from cultivation. It comes from a a, a sowing of seeds, both within, internally, like we as humans, uh, I would say at the soul level, you got a garden going on there. You got a garden at the soul level. And there can be weeds. Uh, If it's not watered, it can be very parched. That that garden has to be, it's got to be taken care of. The soil has to be tilled. Some things need to be planted in there, i.e. a little bit of love, a little bit of peace, a little bit of patience, a little bit of kindness. You get what I'm talking about here. All of that, you got to sow those things within because it comes within. I mean, I mean, peace, it originates within. And then, yes, we've got our worlds of form, our roles in our lives, the, the physicality, the, the business card, the bio, the false self world that, that we all have to navigate. It's there. And if you want to have peace there, you just better get out in the field and start sowing. Really that simple. Anything I'm experiencing of peace today happened from sowing yesterday. Anything that I will experience in the form of peace tomorrow happens from sowing peace today. And the last thing I'll say about peace, because that was kind of, (laughs) that's kind of the form side of, of peace. That's the yin side of peace. Let's get into the yang side of peace. Um, the formless, the world within. You know, you're never at peace when you're in your mind, and you're never in your mind when you're at peace. Pretty sure Father Richard said that. You're never at peace when you're in your mind, you're never in your mind when you're at peace. Because at some point, you do move into that place where you experience life beyond understanding. Normally it's after some pretty salty failure. Normally it's after a a, a season um, that wasn't the the, the funnest to go through. But at some point you can step back, connect the dots looking backwards and go, man, I can tell you this, I know that I don't know. I know that I don't know. Those are some of the most peaceful people that I know. They openly, always lead with, you know what, I, I know a little bit, but I also know there's a whole lot that I don't know. I also know there's a lot that's beyond me. I, I also know that there is a mystery beyond my wildest comprehension leading me in life, drawing me in. I know that I don't know. 
And that's a peaceful place to be. That's a peaceful place to be. Because then when you lead with, I know that I don't know, you hold that stuff that you do know just a little bit looser. You don't feel like you don't need to die on the hill of everything, control everything, be the answer guy for everything, have, have it all figured out and lined up. You know that you don't know. And so there's two sides of peace. The one side of peace in the realm of form pretty much says you get what you give. Get in the field, sow some stuff, and over time, someone else, something else, something mysterious makes things grow. We can gain peace from that. And then the other aspect of it is just I know that I don't know. It's beyond my understanding. There's a peace. We say it all the time. I'm just experiencing a peace that's beyond understanding. Yeah. Well, then stay there. Don't worry about having to understand it all. Stay in that peace place. James Clear, a few years ago, Atomic Habits author, he had this beautiful thing uh, where he, he kind of just walked through like the beginner, the intermediate, and the advanced stages of our lives. And we can take these in so many different ways. Take it through the lens of marriage. Take it through the lens of your vocation. Take it through the lens of uh, your hobbies, a sport, anything that you enjoy and love doing, uh, or anything that you're just doing in life. He talks about these three stages. And I thought this was beautiful to kind of end on our peace conversation here. He said, first, you're the beginner where you are, it's just ignorant simplicity. That's about right. So, so if you're beginning something today, and you're a little bit stressed, and you got some angst, you could use a little bit of peace, uh, just know that today you're going to have some ignorant simplicity. I think that's good news. You don't have to have it all figured out. Just know that you don't know, and make it really simple. Then he says, you're going to move into an intermediate stage. I think about this in my vocation, marriage, life. He says, you move into the intermediate stage where it's functional complexity. <laughs> functional complex complexity. So the, the, the music's starting to happen, right? But it feels, it, it's a little complex. Oh, a, a little bit of that, a little bit of this. Oh, no, a little more of that, a little less of that, more of that. And you're, 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 it's almost like, I feel like you're in the science room with the Bunsen burners and testing everything, right? The intermediate stage, functional complexity. And then you move to the advanced stages. And all of the great sages, all of the desert father and mothers, all of the uh, yogis, uh, all of uh, the mystics, all of the Zen masters, from sea to shining sea, whatever your flavor of tradition is, they agree on this statement about the advanced stages of your life, your relationships, your spirituality. In the advanced stage, it's profound simplicity. So in the beginning, there's ignorant simplicity. In the middle stage, functional complexity. But when you've arrived at aha, when you get in on the joke, 
Some have called it enlightenment. Whatever you want to call it. When you've seen the light. Oh, well. This thing is profoundly simple. And I think as we navigate longing to experience a life of deep peace, profound simplicity may be helpful on that journey. Thank you, peace. And now into joy. Wide joy, by the way. When I think of wide joy, I, I think of life holding my attention. I think of a hopeful stance, hopeful eyes, if you will. I think of an eager anticipation, not an eager, restless expectation, but an eager anticipation to just keep turning the page, turning the page of mystery day after day. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Back to that beyond understanding. Oh, my gosh. Didn't know that. I know that I don't know. Didn't know that. I know that I don't know. And wonder. Those are my four bullet points of wide joy. Life that holds my attention. Hopeful stance. Hopeful eyes. Eager anticipation. Not restless expectation. And wonder. Carl Barth. He says that, that joy is the simplest form of gratitude. Henry Nouwen, he says that joy does not simply happen to us. We have to choose joy and keep choosing it every day. Oprah, Sister Oprah, she says, the more you praise and celebrate your life, the more there is to celebrate. <laughs> the more you praise it and celebrate it, the more there is to celebrate it. That's good. And so when, when I think of wide joy, the first thing that I think about is, is variety. Uh, I, I think of a cosmic buffet line uh, where there's, there's interest and there's passion and there's uh, story and uh, there is, there's uh, uh, cultivating, there's learning, there's digging, there's climbing, there's in just enjoying. So we dig, we climb, but, but also we enjoy. I, I think of this just variety of life. The older I get, the more it's like, I just want to, I want to taste it all. I want to see it all. I want to, I want to, I want to dig into every nook and cranny of the little universe that I've been entrusted and soak up all of the salt and light that I can that's happening within it. And I can say, one of the number one things that's helped me with variety, uh, diversity, um, uh, uh, seeing, seeing moments in real time at different angles, honestly, is becoming a reader. I wasn't a reader until 2009. Uh, I would say the first book that really woke me up was Donald Miller, A Million Miles in a Thousand Years, and I've never been the same since. And uh, I am always reading. And I think it's A, because I know that I don't know. Uh, but B, there is a 
phenomenal cross-pollination that starts to happen in life the more you read. You, you, start, you start connecting dots, and you go, oh, that's interesting. That, that random article connects with this idea of smoking barbecue that's an interest of mine that also connects with this idea out of the book of Proverbs, which then connects to this idea about whatever. I'm just making things up here, but I have found that, here's the best way I could say it, the more interested I become in what life is, the more interesting life becomes. You go, well, I just don't want to have that many interests. I don't want to have that many interests. I just want to think about golf, right? Golf. If it's not golf, it doesn't interest me. Um, widen. Nothing wrong with golf. Widen the horizon. Widen the interest. I promise you, you'll 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 start. You'll you'll, you'll there will be things cultivated within you as you navigate golf that also kind of work on you at the soul level. Um. But yeah, the more interested I become the more interesting life becomes. And so you start this cross-pollination process of wisdom, design, ideas, strategy, concepts, formulas, uh, mantras uh, you, you you just you never know you never know what reading is going to do within you and i promise you 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 hear about someone that is well read that person is very well read what does that mean i have found that a a well read individual is comfortable anywhere they know enough about a lot to navigate wherever they are and so, wide joy, I think, helps keeps, keep us out of boredom. It, it keeps us out of a Groundhog Day mentality. It, it keeps us out of, well, here's another day, D- you know, despair. It keeps us out of, oh, got another one ahead of me, just grinding it out, another day, another day. Wide joy Put some electricity in life. And as you connect the dots, it's like you lay out another stone on your path. Oh, that's interesting. One more step. Ooh, let's go over there. Another step. Ooh, let's wind off that path a little bit. Another step. When we're interested, things become interesting. And think about it. Like... You can show up anywhere. You can show up in nature. You can show up at a meal. You can show up uh, with friends. You can show up uh, uh, with new insights. Anywhere life takes you, when you're loaded with wide joy, you can have the idea that life is happening for me. If you don't have wide joy, you're stuck in despair, and you're a little bit bored, 
bet you a dollar that it's life is happening to me. These are things that you're saying to your friends or to yourself. You won't believe what happened to me. You won't believe what happened to me. You won't believe what happened to me. Why joy? Why joy, you're like, you won't believe what's happening. You hear the difference? You won't believe what happened to me. That energy? Then you've got this energy. You won't believe what's happening to me. You won't believe what's happening within me. You won't believe what's happening around me. You wouldn't believe what's happening within you. I want to. I want to introduce you to what's happening within you. All this is. This, you hear the excitement, the anticipation, the attention, the hope, the wonder that gets cultivated with wide joy, deep peace, wide joy, my friends, deep and wide, deep and wide. There's a fountain flowing deep and wide. Maybe we should take that medicine today. Maybe we should hum that underneath our breath. And so, friends, wherever your days are taking you, may you approach them as a farmer does, cultivating a deep, deep peace within your life. And as you go wide, as you walk through this human experience, may it, may it hold your attention. May you navigate it with hopeful eyes. May you have eager anticipation. May you have wide-eyed wonder about the beautiful mystery that you've been entrusted. Deep peace and wide joy. It's available. Namaste.